the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kuwale Agbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. Let's wake up in the den. I'm Kule Agbayani alongside Paul Brecht. Happy Aloha Friday. Friday. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this and every weekday morning here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Well, we do have a special treat for you guys that we have been uh, promoting and talking about throughout the week. It's time to get fired up on this show today. Someone that I try to match in terms of the energy, you know, he's, I mean, you're only like a couple of years older than me anyways, but I'm still nonetheless trying to match his energy all the time. We have in studio for the entire hour, University of Hawaii baseball head coach, Rich Hill. Rich, woo! Aloha! (laughs) See right there already, that energy. Oh yeah. (laughs) I love it. what we're here for. Fired up. How are you today, sir? Epic. Freaking epic on Aloha <laughs> Friday being with you two guys. Talking Rainbow Warrior baseball. Yes. And all things Hawaii sports. I love it. Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, this is some of our listeners have gotten uh, accustomed to a lot of these segments that we do, inviting UH, HPU coaches onto the show and just have a little fun. And first thing we want to talk about before we really get into University of Hawaii baseball, as we will later in the show. By the way, if you guys do have any questions for Rich, you can text us at 808 kgu one That's 808 Eight, one. Again, I love questions. Join, perfect. See, text us. Text us in. Not if you're driving, of course. Don't text us if you're driving. Don't text me driving. Text us uh, if you guys have any questions throughout the show. All right. But first things first, we want to get to know you a little bit. You know, you're, you've been here for what seems almost like a while, you know, three seasons <laughs> now. But we're going to go back, right? You're a California native. Tell us a little bit about uh, just your upbringing and where you're originally from and definitely what or who got you into baseball in the first place? Oh, man. I, you know, I grew up California boy, you know, northern California. Grew up in a town called Saratoga, uh, which is right over the hill from Santa Cruz uh, in that San Jose area. Um, and I just I, I had a love of sports from, a, you know, just ever since I can remember. We were just talking earlier about the Sports Illustrated news. My walls were covered with Sports Illustrated covers. You know, as a uh, little little kid in the 60s, you know, um, a teenager in the 70s going to college in the 80s. That's a pretty good time frame right there, you know. So like the, the peak of Sports Illustrated, it feels like. At this right. point. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. You know, so my dad, um, you know, just uh, he was a Little League coach even before I could play Little League. He just loved it so much. So my love of baseball and my love of sports, you know, really – Really came from my dad, I think, you know, and uh, it, it, it the coaches and um, teachers have just been so instrumental in my life, you know, all the way through this thing. And then my mom, you know, just uh, we'd go to the beach. We'd go to Twin Lakes and, and Santa Cruz. My, my grandparents had this super cool, <clears throat> which we still have, this apple farm, you know, in the hills of Santa Cruz. Oh, so I was always over in Santa Cruz uh, going to the beach and being in the water and using a McDonald's tray to – body surf um all but of, i could I all could, of our hawaii people know about right, that yeah. yeah yeah so i was right there in cold water i may add um but you know I, I i got the love of the ocean you know from my mom and the love of sports uh from my dad 
Did you play any other sports growing up besides baseball? Yeah, that's why I really couldn't get into surfing. You know, I was always playing football, basketball, baseball, and it was summer leagues and passing league and uh, all the baseball summer leagues, you know, all the way through. Um, so, yeah, I played for a really good high school football program. Saratoga High School was kind of the De La Salle before De La Salle. You know, team meetings on Thursday nights, everybody mm-hmm. holding hands, and we we're always undefeated and going through this thing. So uh, I learned a lot about culture, you know, um, you know, a sports culture that I've taken with me all through these years. Um, but when I moved to San Diego, you know, uh, it, you know, after USF, I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm surfing. I'm going to buy a <laughs> longboard, go every day for a month. I don't care the conditions. And ever since then, uh, you know, I've been, I've been hooked. <laughs> what position did you play in football? Uh, I was a defensive back. I was a strong safety. Yeah, yeah. So I love football. To to this day, high school football, my senior year, is the best sport I've ever been a part of as a player or a coach, even more profound than baseball. Why is that? You know, it's just the culture that we had at Saratoga High School, you know, and the friends that I made and, you know, the <clears throat> the striving to reach that common goal, uh, the unity. Uh, it was just kind of a small town. You know, mm-hmm. back there in uh, 1979 and, uh, you know, huge crowds at the game. And, and it just it was my life. You know, it just was this very, very special experience. Interesting. I love that. That, that. That's so cool. And it almost like I sit here and I think about my my upbringing and it was like I grew up in a football town like that. And I'm yeah. kind of a baseball guy as well. So it, it's just fun to hear that. How were there any things you mentioned how you you learned about culture and sports mm-hmm. culture? Yeah. Um, were there any things that you learned while you were there that maybe set you on the other side of things where you kind of were like, you know, someday when I'm a part of another team, you know, I really like how we do this, this and this, but I would change this. Was there anything uh, that stuck out to you during your high school days I- even then? You know, my high school days, it, it was pretty... Uh amazing you know I had this high school baseball coach Mike Costanzo that was just very forward thinking you know and we had all these trick plays you know and he always brought enthusiasm you know to our practices and to our games and we had music you know you know albeit it was like Kansas journey sticks (laughs) back then which was I still listen to you know yeah right I mean come on let's be honest so um I, you know, he, he was amazing. So I, I got to take, you know, kind of that uh, energetic enthusiasm, you know, into my own coaching style. Uh, and then the football thing, it was just all about the culture, all about the preparation. Uh, we were just so far ahead of everybody, you know, that, that we played. Um, when, when I started, you know, playing in college, you know, and, and really focusing on baseball, I knew that I was going to be a coach. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my mom was a teacher and, you know, when I was in third grade or uh, not me in third grade, but she was teaching this third grade, um, summer school soccer, three sections of it. Right. She handed me the, you know, the, the, the folder and said, okay, <laughs> I, you teach the class. I'm going to go get the guest speakers, which were the San Jose earthquakes, you know, at the time, you know, the MSL team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's where I just, I kind of learned it. I loved it. You know, I love doing that, but I was in, you know, like junior high. You know, that's what they called it then, middle school. Um, But I I knew I was going to be a coach, and and I kind of looked at some of the things that, you know, we were doing when I was at San Diego State, uh, Cal Lutheran, and in the summer leagues, and how coaches dealt with players, um, how the communication level was, how we practiced. And I was like, yeah, you know what? This really isn't 
good. I don't like this, um, you know, when we're dealing with this, uh, but I do really love this. So it's just been that type of journey where, you know, I kind of always knew. So I paid attention to it. I sat next to my manager, you know, when I was in pro ball and I knew that wasn't going to last, you know, with the Cardinals because, you know, I spoke Spanish, right? I'm 23 years old. I'm going out for pregame work with the Latin dudes, mm-hmm. you know, and teaching them about playing second base and turning double play and we're lined up on a cutoff. So I kind of knew that, hey, my days are going to be numbered here, but I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it as long as I can and and have a positive impact on this team. <laughs> I love it. You fit, yeah. you fit right in here and as we're joined by UH Baseball head coach Rich Hill. And I say you fit right in because Paul and I talk about it all the time. We have a, you know, teachers have a special place in our heart. Yeah. And now that his mom is a teacher, my grandmother is actually the longest DOE employee. Wow. Yeah, she just retired last year. Yeah. So, hey, you fit right into the, the teacher. Yes. Uh, appreciation right. den in here. All right. So you said football, though, your senior year was like your favorite time. Mm-hmm. So what was it that drew you to baseball and then pursue it at San Diego State? You know, I was better at baseball, you know, um, my, my I like my, it. honest answer. Right. You know, and I think that that really goes with, <clears throat> you know, all the parents out there listening now. I mean, you, you know, your kids, you kind of expose them to a lot of different things. Right. And you just kind of let them pick. And usually uh, like 100% of the time, I mean, what you're really good at, you know, you want to pursue, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and you kind of get that passion um, for. So I, I knew baseball, you know, I, I was my future and, you know, I, I was I was good at it. And, you know, that that infield position was something where I could really excel. Uh, same thing, you know, uh, as a hitter and a base runner. So that kind of, I, I just kind of morphed into that. I wasn't going to be a basketball player. I love basketball too. I was a point guard, but you know, I was just this little skinny kid in high school <clears throat> until my senior year. Um, and football, same thing, you know, I mean, as a, as a defensive back being 5'11", 155 or whatever, <laughs> but baseball, I could, I could really excel. And that's what kind of, you know, led me to my dream. I think that's the fun thing about baseball because I mean, you look at someone like Jose Altuve oh, and size yeah. really doesn't matter. Right professionally yeah i mean it, it's all sorts of body sh- shapes sizes and all of that stuff my favorite you know obviously there was the picture that circle pardon me circulated with aaron judge and altuve mm-hmm. back you know five ten years or not ten years ago my goodness <laughs> you know there's prince fielder who isn't you know we talk yeah. about uh, maybe 5 11 155 he's Oh, yeah. The exact opposite end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. and nonetheless, the amount of success that you can experience in the sport is equal. You can be as great or as bad, no matter what you look like. And I think that was always what drew me to to baseball as well, where it's uh, anybody and everybody can play. It's uh, it, you you got to you're either good or you're not. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a tough sport. Yeah. It is a very tough sport. Absolutely. All right, we are joined in studio today by University of Hawaii baseball head coach Rich Hill. We got to step aside, but we'll be right back on Wake Up in the Den. Back to more Wake Up in the Den with Ku'ule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den. Ku'ule Agbayani, Paul Brecht, and... I told you he fits right in. I He's see dancing it. over I here. We, we, we always dance. University of Hawaii baseball head coach Rich Hill. 
fitting in just fine to our den. We joke about it all the time that Paul and I have dance parties with our music. That's why we try to put in the fun music. It's not joking, Coop. Yeah, we do have joking. dance parties. We have dance parties all the time. Whether it's good dancing or not, you can leave uh, that up to yourselves. Well, well, sometimes we post it for everyone to see. <laughs> and, and I always say, if you're laughing at us or with us, I don't really care because... It, we love, we're having fun. Smile and, on the face. All right, there's the hero, Mr. Alan Mia. Woo! <laughs> you're, you're one of the beautifulest of all the beautiful people now, Alan. <laughs> shout out, <laughs> Alan. Bear, shout real. out, Alan. <laughs> all right. So we are talking story with Coach Hill just about, you know, his experience prior to being the head coach at the University of Hawaii. But I do want to go back, though. You have mentioned that you played football, basketball. So... Do you still follow those sports, like maybe some of the professional teams? Uh, if so, what are your favorite teams? Well, yeah. I guess football, basketball, and of course, baseball. Who's your favorite team? You know what? I, I grew, grew up in the Bay Area. You know, I don't follow it as much as I as I did. As a little kid, I was obsessed with the NFL and the NBA and Major League Baseball, you know, and then, you know, that's just waned over the, <laughs> you, see, you raise a family and I'm in Hawaii, you know, so, um, but I'm a 49ers fan. You know, I, I grew up, you know, uh, in, in Saratoga, where the coaches back then, you know, uh, that's where they raised their families. That's where they all live. Oh. So we used to get to go to the training camp. And not too many people know this. If you're a diehard Niner fan, you will. But they used to train in Redwood City. Right. And it was an old school facility. I mean, you're talking, you know, like you know, maybe Montana at the beginning of it. John Brody, Gene Washington, some of these <laughs> old school <clears throat> guys. Um so I love the Niners. I love the Giants. My grandparents had season tickets on Sundays. Like, you know, you could have this Sunday season ticket thing and they had this box. So I got to see Willie Mays, you know, and Willie McCovey and Marichelle, you know, and those guys. And then I got to see the A's, you know, when they had their World Series runs in the early 70s, you know, with Charlie O'Finley and Sal Bando Campaneras and uh, Dick Green and Catfish Hunter. Finger it was Raleigh Fingers. Raleigh in Fingers, that group. Yeah, yeah. Joe Rudy, um, you know, uh, Billy North, all those guys. And then I was a Warriors fan, you know, and they played at the Coliseum as well, you know. So that's Phil Smith, Rick Barry. What a great time to be a kid in the Bay Area, you know. So a huge sports fan. Especially because back then, you know, all the teams were there. Now yeah. they have since Gone. are moving out now for all of those, those fans out there. But who, um, I guess, were your favorite players from those teams? If you have to pick one, maybe we'll give you maybe two. Yeah. I think two's fair. Okay, two, you know. I love, uh, on the Warriors, I loved Phil Smith, you know, for and, and there's probably not a lot of people that even know who that is, but he was a great shooter. Uh, he went to USF. Um, he was a great player. <clears throat> uh, and the Niners, you know, I had, a, I had a poster, you know, back in those days, you, could, you had to mail away for those yeah, posters, yeah. right? And I had a poster of uh, Gene Washington. You know, who was a wide receiver, you know, for the Niners, you know, and John Brody used to throw to him. Um, and then I just loved all the A's, you know. I loved Willie Mays, you know, and um, I loved Campy Campaneras, <laughs> you know, who, the shortstop, um, you know, for, for the A's. So those are some of the few of my favorites. Did you get to meet Jesse Sapolu here yet? No, I haven't. Oh, I, I think what? I saw him walking around the the uh, the weight room. I, and I think I've met him maybe Um my first year here in the in the weight room, I think he was working out. 
gonna like make that we should have like another episode and they can just like yeah (laughs) well jesse's like always around now because his son is on a coach on the football team but yeah yeah, that's kind of fun with like the 49er connection i love it i love it when like head coaches in one sport have such like a you know an appreciation and a love for different sports that's why i'm like i love that you played all these sports paul and i well paul's like multi-sport as well so we've all <laughs> yeah. kind of played a little bit of everything we talk a lot of basketball in here yeah. i guess so point guard and point guard you're i mean every little thing he's Rich just fitting in right here just hitting on every part of like my life so far it's like it's almost this will, this will be you in the few but just like instead of coach maybe radio <laughs> if if i can have as much or even half the success that coach has and have the positivity that he has uh, down the line. I am living a pretty darn good life, I like to think. <laughs> All right, going to your most recent stop prior to being here at the University of Hawaii, you're in San Diego so uh, and spent a lot, a good portion of your coaching career in San Diego. So tell us a little about that and selfishly, you know, tell us a little bit about probably my favorite player that you recruited. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> the San Diego thing was that, you know, just an, an incredible experience. You know, I got there in 99 and, uh, you know, the, the ability, the opportunity, you know, the blessing to build a program, you know, uh, into a national ranked team. And we were nationally ranked there every year at some point, you know, preseason in some kind of poll for the last, 16 years or whatever that that I was there in that uh, the last decade there we, we had sent like over 60 guys to the pros which ranked us 15th in the country and that's a mid-major nobody likes to say mid-major but come on that's what we really were right are at, at University of San Diego uh, so we did a lot of great things you know and, and really I, I believe coaching you know it, it's kind of summed up in what you know Jackie Robinson said and Bob Marley said it the same way you know a life <clears throat> really is not important except the impact that it can have on others. Bob Marley said it one way, so did uh, so did Jackie. And I've really, really tried to live my coaching life that way, you know, and to foster the dreams of these young people. And uh, it, it really came true at, at San Diego with the championships um, and, and our guys getting drafted and, you know, the culmination of, you know, uh, the number one guy, a generational player, Chris Bryant. And, and he's everything that, that you see, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he married his high school sweetheart, you know, Jess, and she's awesome. They have three kids, twin boys. Uh, he never tasted alcohol until they won the, like the divisional championship. And they were spraying <laughs> champagne. He's like, Whoa, what is this? <laughs> you know, um, he lives in Vegas. I, he's never placed a bet, you know, uh, he's maybe, a saint. You know, maybe he has saying. now, but he's still, you know, he, he's, he's kind of, you know, uh, somewhat reserved and shy and, you know, very, very humble. And I, I still get the feeling like he's nervous when he talks to me, like I'm still the coach <laughs> and he's the player, you know. Uh, and all the credit goes to his parents, you know. Um, they, they've just did a great job, you know, with him. Uh, New England, Midwest, he was raised great. Um, and he, and he's, like I said, he's a generational player, but he's everything that, that you see mm-hmm. um, out there. By the way, for some of our our listeners that aren't maybe avid Major League Baseball fans, Chris Bryant is 
one of the players that was he's not on there anymore sad face thanks a lot Ricketts. i see your thanks Cubbies a lot hat. Ricketts family but he was on a part of the team you know like picked up by the cubs or drafted by the cubs and was part of the team that won the world series so that's why i have to ask rich he about was that the so. one that made the throw to rizzo wasn't he the, the was final out of that the, entire team the is just oh my gosh yeah was the, yeah, yeah he uh yeah <laughs> and that's you know everybody wants chris bryant stories right and mm-hmm. i've got you know, a lot of them, but that I, I was so nervous watching that final out. <laughs> you know, all of us well, were. I know, it's like, well, if you if you remember, right? Okay, well, so the, the are rain delay. So it, it, but when he picked it up, you know, he slipped when he threw That's it. Right, I mean, yeah. so they they hit it to him, and the, the only thought was. Don't throw it away. Don't throw it away. Don't throw it away. <laughs> don't skip it. You know, and everybody else is, we're going to win it, Devin. We're going to do it. And meanwhile, I'm going, don't throw it away. Yeah. Don't throw it away. Don't throw it away. <laughs> and then he slips when he threw it, and Rizzo caught it a little bit high, and they won it, of course. But, yeah, that was a nerve-wracking <laughs> moment for the Cubs. And I don't even know if they have any players left from that championship team. Do they? No. Oh, my gosh. As a Cubs fan. Oh, cool. And then, I mean, they moved on from David Ross, who was the skipper there. And then it's like now it's officially just depleted. New era. It's okay. It's okay. You you dropped the the streak though you you got exactly. rid of the streak and right. won a World Series in my lifetime yeah. exactly and that's more than actually some Cubbies fans can say exactly which is a scary thought yeah. nonetheless right. but that that memory is spoken like a true coach I think <laughs> <laughs> you, oh watching a former player and man in the best moment you're just praying yeah. for them to <laughs> do well, it's everything like your you son know you can exactly daughter, right on the free throw line with with no time left and they, <laughs> you're just you're just <laughs> way more nervous like when my players or my friends that are coaching when i'm in a game it's like chill right like okay whatever i'm totally locked in and it doesn't even phase me but man when you're watching somebody that's close to you or that you love it's like oh don't do that i know all right so now we now fast forward and we're here and now you're at the university of hawaii but what what was going through your mind because and you can uh, explain to everybody because I know you did it when we had the uh, introductory press conference about how you already have this connection to Hawaii. So please feel free to let everyone know again, like how you were already tied to our islands prior to taking the job here. But what went through your mind when you saw that this job was open, knowing that how much you love surfing and how much mm-hmm. you already had that connection to people here? Well, it, it's it has been a job it's been a program that you know i have loved you know just i don't know it's just kind of this mystique you know with coach murakami and that 1980 team and you know the bows and the kelly green and orange you know i was at san diego state in 81 and 82 and it was this huge rivalry back then and it was old rainbow stadium for Mm -hmm. the listeners that are listening kind of nodding their heads like and uh it was just such an intense rivalry um my grandparents you know had you know, taking our family to Hawaii, uh, to Maui, you know, um, you know, growing up when, you know, in high school. So every year, so I just fell in love with it, the island, right. And the water and, and, and everything, the people mainly, right. Mm -hmm. It's just like this vibe here. Right. So, um, I just went off in in my coaching career, always kept my eye on the, on the, you know, Hawaii job and it was coach less. And then it was coach trap you know, two coaches for like 50 years. So, So, (laughs) you know, I, I was, it it just all was perfect timing. Right. Because my, my kids, you know, we, we got to live in San Diego, you know, we got to grow up there. It's like Disneyland every day for my kids Mm -hmm. and great school districts. And, 
And then they are out and about doing their own thing. And, and this job came open and um, it's, it was the opportunity is the opportunity to build an, another mountain, you know, and, you know, it's uh, it's that second opportunity that, you know, it's just frothing to, to, to get here. And people come at, like, looked at me like crazy, like, why you got a maid in San Diego, right? I mean, it's, and I did, it, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, it's just this perfect ideal scenario, but that's not what life's about. You know, I've been telling my players to run towards risk, you know, uh, in their lives. And life is about experiences. And, you know, what, am I going to be on my deathbed saying, well, I'm sure glad I didn't take that Hawaii job and, you know, have that opportunity and that experience and an opportunity to impact, you know, not only, you know, 35 new guys every year, uh, but ignite a passionate baseball community in a community that is so dear to me. Right. Mm-hmm. So I jumped at the opportunity. It's a huge blessing, you know, for me. And I consider it just a, an incredible honor, you know, to follow in the footsteps, you know, of Coach Les and Trap, and, you know, to be part of this tradition. And we're definitely excited to have you part of our tradition and looking forward to more success uh, coming up. So, but we do need to take a break as we are joined by UH baseball head coach Rich Hill for the rest of the show. But we'll be right back on Wake Up in the Den. Wake up in the den with Kuule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to all of you, the beautifulest of all the beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kuule Agbayani. Paul Brecht and University of Hawaii Baseball head coach Rich Hill. We're having a lot of fun today. Just, you know, talking story. We'll get to University of Hawaii Baseball in just a second as, you know, you told us about how this is part of kind of the dream and just taking that chance and wanting to build another successful program. And you're clearly on your way there. But before we get to more baseball, I do want to bring up surfing for just a Uh, second because I'm sure that's part of, you know, (laughs) living here is part of the dream because you are such an avid surfer. So you you said you grew up like beach was close by surfing Mm -hmm. in cold water, though. Uh, But how are you liking it here? You know, so far your time here, just being able to to get into nice warm waters. You come out of the ocean and you don't have to freeze. You don't have to put on a wetsuit. How has that been so far for you? It's been epic. I mean, (laughs) it it really has been epic. I mean, you know, just the the whole compass around the compass, you know, uh, in, you know, summertime, wintertime. It's just been unbelievable, you know, to be able to jump in my car and go to the country, you know, to, you know, be out, you know, on the south shore, the west side. And I live on the east side, you know, I live on the windward side. So it's been, uh, it's, it's, it's been amazing. I, it, it, the wetsuit thing has been a part of my life, right. For, <laughs> you know, 25 years, you know, and it's, you know, uh, not a, not a factor here. And, uh, you know, the people, uh, the watermen and women that, that I'm around are the best in the world. Um, and, uh, it, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's really hard to describe, you know, how, how awesome this experience has been what's your if it's not a secret if it's a secret feel free to not answer but what's your favorite <laughs> surf spot well i don't like to you know no it's, I, I don't yeah. it's just like with fishermen and you know right. like you can't give away where the the spot is because you don't want it to be overrun and crowded so if it's a secret spot don't need to share but if it's more public then what's your favorite surf spot 
Well, <laughs> you know, somewhere between Kaena Point and Sunset Beach. There's, I got these spots in there, <laughs> you know, good. like, yeah, man. Well, it's just like, hey, the, the wind, the tide, the swell direction uh, is great. The west side when uh, that is great, um, you know, and summertime, too, you know. I just, mm-hmm. uh, man, I, I, I love it, all of it. And then, you know, lately, these past, you know, few days with these Kona winds, you know, my side or over there on the, on the windward side, um, has really been pumping. I like to SUP. I'm a stand-up paddleboarder, mm-hmm. uh, both distance and, you know, performance. And uh, that's been awesome. So, you know, it's just, it's all around the compass, you know, and I'm still just like a little kid, you know, just kind of frothing, you know, <laughs> when it when it's right, you know, Surf News Network, give them a plug. I'm just dialed into that, you know, and, uh, you know, calling the 576 surf. You <laughs> yeah. know? I'm, like, I'm like a little kid, you know, so I'm really, uh, really enjoying my time. So what is the biggest wave you've ever surfed <laughs> and at where? You know what? I, I really, I, I wanted to be part of the 2020 club, you know, um, you know, 20 mile op- open ocean paddle. So I did uh, the Maui, to, Maui gym, Maui to Molokai in 2019 before COVID. And uh, that was about 26 miles, 25 miles, somewhere in there. Took me five and a half hours, but, you know, I, I, uh, I completed that on a downwinder. Um <clears throat> And then, you know, over a 20-foot, I, I measure it by the face, mm-hmm. you know, so California boy, right? So <laughs> yeah. I, from the trough to the crest, you know, and that's, you know, here on the North Shore, you can you can do that, you know. And uh, I like, you know, of, of course, you know, some of the, like Waimea Bay, you know, um, to really challenge myself there. I've got a great shaper, Jeff Bushman, uh, you know, who the equipment that I'm, on now it, it just makes it so much easier and mm-hmm. the safety equipment um that's out there um uh, you know is is amazing so it it can kind of give you that confidence you know a little bit um and uh i'm just you know trying to really stretch you know my limit you know and my edge you know as a surfer and a waterman uh it's my chance to be a player Ku'ule, mm-hmm. you know I've, I've been a coach and you know, so much of that is out of your control, you're like how high you can take it. And, you know, when you're in the water as a paddler or a surfer, you know, it's just you and the ocean and that connection. So um, there's been some 20, 18 to 22 foot faces, oh my gosh. you know, um, <clears throat> that, you know, and, the, you know, the big and I don't want to call myself, you know, a big wave surfer because I think that's disrespectful to those guys at Piahi and, um, you know, some of those days, you know, out at the bay and and, and up in Mavericks. You know, but I'm a medium big wave surfer. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what I say. And I love that. I see these bumper stickers. I charge small waves. You know, have you seen those? That's me. I love that. Or used you to know? be. So, um, I'm a Manini it, wave surfer. Yeah. For me, it's, it's just not this, you know, ego thing of, um, you know, how how big, how tall. It's just like challenging myself, you know, to, to take it to the next level. That is awesome. Everyone listening, again, we're, just, we're joined by University of Hawaii baseball head coach Rich Hill. I find anyone to find any Division One baseball coach in the country that'll like Let's charge. Surf. And even even contest. if we even if we are measuring by the face, I will even you know like hey, we'll find somebody out there like surfing contests. I want a surf Jeez. contest between D one baseball coach. I want our <laughs> that's our guy right there. I'm taking our guy number one every time. All right, so of course. With big waves and with as much as you do surf, mm-hmm. there can be some wipeouts. Right. So, what <laughs> has been 
maybe like the most crazy like wipeout that you experienced <laughs> or hey it's fine if you're perfect that's cool too but <laughs> if you are i might need to, i might need some surfing lessons <laughs> Again, after we get done I, I, I surfed the manini waves back in the day and i still had some pretty crazy wipeouts so i can't imagine like you know charging the big stuff and uh, what yeah what has been like maybe a crazy surf story that you can share <laughs> i've had them all you know <laughs> in, in the well i shouldn't say them all you know i'm still here um you know the <clears throat> when you're when you're trying to you know take it to the next level like i am you know you know i'm around legends out there you know and prophet we're talking about carissa this morning and, and you know her retirement and and those kind of guys you know and you know, being with Luke Shepardson sometimes out there, you know, and, oh, yeah. and watching him. And I try to stay <laughs> a little bit to the side, you know, <laughs> at the peak and just keep my head down, my eyes and ears open so I can learn, you know, and, and, and watch. But I'm really, really trying to take this to the next level. So when you do that, you know, I'm all about the drop and the and the bottom turn, you know. And so I'm, I'm going to not make that section, you know, um, a, a lot, you know, and uh that's when you're trying to stretch, you know, when you fail, you know, that's really how you learn, you know? So yeah, I've had, I've had fins to the head and sliced mm-hmm. and a lot of stitches, um, a lot of, uh, bruised ribs, um, <clears throat> punctured eardrums, you know, those kinds of things. Um, but, uh, that's just, you know, comes with the territory. I, I, I think I'm getting a little smarter, you know, <laughs> you know, nowadays. And like I said, you know, I, I wear an impact vest, you know, the Patagonia, thing um when it's big i have a gath helmet you know that I, and i'm I, i'm not ashamed to wear I, it i'm bald so it fits my head perfectly <laughs> <laughs> you know on 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 the right days and like i said you know my shaper is just this iconic north shore guy jeff bushman who puts me on these you know these gunny type of boards where you know it just it, it makes it it's just perfect for me you know a nine six a eight six i got a ten three why may a gun coming um so you know, I can get in a little bit earlier. And then uh, I'm also a performance breathing coach, you know, and uh, I prepare. So I'm not, I, I don't just, ah, I'm just going to be reckless and go, you know, I'm just, I'm into, you know, safety. Um, you know, I don't take chances. I respect the ocean. I listen to the lifeguards, you know, and uh, the, the performance breathing thing has really changed, you know, my outlook on it, you know, and I did mm-hmm. that through Laird and Gabby's uh, company, XPT. Um, because when I went on, you know, I go underwater, you know, I want to be able to, to come back up. So, so those techniques, I do everything that I can to put myself in a position to succeed in the ocean, you know, and, uh, performance breathing, you know, really has a big part of that. Again, I will challenge any division one baseball coach <laughs> to try to match our coach over here. Like <laughs> I can talk surfing all day. I love it. I mean, paddling. that's why I knew I had to bring it up. I was like, wait a minute. I don't want to start talking about UH baseball yet because I know you're a surfer yeah. and like a, like Surfer, a real surfer, surfer. <laughs> a real surfer but to be honest i didn't know you were like that much of a medium big wave surfer type of like the Not breathing exercise and everything surfer. which is important everyone here that knows about the big wave surfers like the ones that charge at the eddy and get invited it's it's more than just yeah like let me go out and i'm fearless and let me charge mm-hmm. these big waves it's about taking those right. precautions of the breathing and the mm-hmm. training and the safety gear that they have now i mean i think it was kylenny it was one of the local surfers that had wiped out, I think, at Pipeline recently and yeah. cracked his helmet, mm-hmm. where if he wasn't wearing the helmet, he could have been gone. And so good to know that at least our baseball coach is being safe. Paul, take notes. Well, absolutely. I knew you were going to throw that in there. I was waiting for it as soon as he said the word helmet. 
I have so much respect for those big wave guys. You know, they I mean they just spend their life, you know, and and dedicate their life, you know, to that. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm all about safety and 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 guys like Kai Lenny and um, <clears throat> I think uh, Makua Rothman, uh, you know, uh, Kala Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see Jamie O'Brien wearing a helmet out of pipe, and you know the the board. You know, I start these big boards. You know, and once you take a thin slicing your you know, the side of your head, it just, it gives you a different perspective or you get concussions. You know, I think that, uh, the safer that you can be out there and the technology is there. So I'm, I'm, I'm a huge proponent. Yeah. I think it was Shane Dorian that yeah. like started the first, like the, the vest. vest. Yeah, yeah. That really right. potentially saved And I kind of have a rule with that too. Like in, in just, if I need that vest, you know, I don't go that day. You know, oh. I, I don't think a vest, you know, um, the inflatable vests, you know, with with the canisters, it's just not a it, it it's not a save all, you know. Just because I have that, I can go charge, you mm-hmm. know. Um, that, you know, my theory and philosophy is I, I got to be able to swim in, you know. I've got to be able to to survive on my own without um, an, an inflatable vest. And so far, it's just a process for me. So maybe I'll you know uh, get there if I if I want to be, but I got to be super motivated to be in that type of a wave you know, to have an inflatable vest. Yeah. And to be fair, that you, we, we kind of need you for your day job. So <laughs> maybe, <laughs> a lot of maybe, maybe on we me. don't want you going yeah. out there when right. you do need a vest. That's true. As we are joined by University of Hawaii baseball head coach, Rich Hill. All right. We do need to step aside. When we come back, I promise we will get to baseball, baseball now to close <laughs> it out to UH baseball specifically. But this has been fun, though. Yeah. And, and again, you you do the interviews all the time talking about UH baseball. So this is what we do with our in-studio guests is more of just a little off topic so people can kind of get to know a little more about you. And I hope people get more excited because I for all of our fellow surfing fans out there nice. that <laughs> by the way, before we go to break, I know uh, Coach Hill mentioned a little bit about Carissa. And just so everybody, if in case you caught it um, this morning, she announced that she will step away from competitive surfing following the 2024 Olympics. So just so everyone was like, what, what happened with Chris? In case anyone wanted more details I, about that. <laughs> so you guys said that, and I, I got a notification on my phone. And I looked over on there, and it was literally that. It was like, oh, pro surfer announces her retirement that she's stepping away after. I was just like, oh, that puts, it puts yeah. all the pieces yeah. together. Here. So, for all our, especially local surfer fans, I wanted to make sure I gave the details as uh, Rich threw it out there. And I'm sure people were like, wait, what just happened? So anyways, but we'll come back, talk University of Hawaii baseball next on Wake Up in the Den. Wake Up in the Den with Kuhule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 one, two, FM one, two, and AM 760. Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den. Kuhule Agbayani alongside Paul Brecht and our fellow co-dancer in yeah. <laughs> University of Hawaii baseball head coach Rich Hill. This has been fun so far, but yes. We will close out the show with University of Hawaii Baseball. I know, like, I'm sure people just are curious, but as we were kind of talking about during break, you know, like, baseball season's starting soon. You'll be doing your rounds talking about the team itself. So I thought it was fun, like, to just get to know you a little bit and throw in a lot of surfing because I think our Hawaii fans and especially listeners of this show can appreciate, yeah, the surfing. And again, I'll... Throw it out there one last time. I will challenge any Division One baseball <laughs> coach to charge a twenty-foot wave 
even if we're measuring by the face. Post, <laughs> post video. Yeah. Video, video proof. Need. <laughs> it doesn't count. Okay. So since we have about 10 minutes in the show, yeah, just tell us about this upcoming team and, and some of the players to look out for. Well, I think we, you know to start talking about this team, you have to go back a couple of years and, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> what what I really consider to be semi miraculous seasons. You know, my first yeah. year here, you know, we uh, were eight and sixteen at one point, two and six, and then we went twenty and six, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, whatever thirteen and four or whatever it was, and you know, we finished in third place in the Big West when they had never had a winning record, let alone finish that high in the Big West in close to a decade. So. Uh, the young people that we had on our team, it's just you know, amazing, you know, that year. And then we followed it up this next year, you know, with Stone Meow hitting that home run in the last game of the season <laughs> oh to win goodness. the game, to sweep UC Santa Barbara, which is the perennial, you know, you know, number one team in the past decade, and knock them out of the regionals and have another, you know, spectacular year, sending guys to the pros. Um, it's been amazing, you know, so far, and we're just looking to build on that. You know, this year, open up with Ole Miss, uh, 2022 uh, national champion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, SEC stalwart, you know, the NC State the next week, Holy Cross, Rice bringing them back in. You know, we had those great rivalries, you know, early on when they were doing their thing. Uh, then San Diego State bringing them back for Legends Weekend, you know, which <laughs> I played there and we're going to yeah. bring some of those old guys back and, you know, do some really, uh, you know, things to honor our tradition, you know, um, you know, with Don Robbs and Jim Leahy and, you know, uh, Chungi and, and, and naming an award after people and bringing some of the, some of the more veteran guys back. So, uh, I think we have a talented, experienced team, 16 seniors, tough Ooh. schedule. And, uh, you know, I think our pitching staff is, is much deeper this year. We may not have like a Harry Gustin who went to the Padres or a, you know, Blaze Pontez, Cade Halemanu, who are now in the pros, but we've got some guys who can really match up, and we have some some very good young freshman uh, arms that I think are going to be really good. Yeah, and going back to you mentioned the tough schedule, which it is, and yeah. Coach Hill just kind of <laughs> said it. I do want to actually go to a, another significant part of your your scheduling here, as it does with local baseball, mm-hmm. and I do love that you guys are playing all three of the Division Two schools here, yeah. including the brand new Chaminade baseball squad. So when I saw that, I was like, because we'll broadcast those games uh, mainly for the Division Two side, but I think that, that that's pretty awesome that you guys. And like, how do you feel about seeing you know a brand new baseball program at the Division Two le- level? We had a uh, head coach of HPU, Dane Fujinaka, here, and he said, you know, if anything, it, he's excited because. It helps, especially a lot of the the local kids have more options to to stay home and you know play baseball at the next level. I think it's incredible, you know. And uh, we we got a waiver from the Big West. It, it's been kind of an archaic rule, you know. They had some concerns with the RPI, and and if we didn't play, you know, the uh, a, a Division Two, or you know, if you played them, it, it takes away a chance at another D one. Blah blah blah. Hawaii's different, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so that's a b. Hey, I'm a small school guy. I, I graduated from Cal Lutheran, NAI school. We used to beat the crap out of <laughs> USC and um, UCLA and San, you know, and it baseball's just different, you know, because any team can beat another team on any given day because of the pitching thing, because of the way that the sport lends itself to the underdog. So and I coached at Cal Lutheran. We played for the national championship. We were the runners up in ninety two. So I'm a small school guy. 
right? Chad Konishi is a very dear friend of mine. He mm-hmm. coaches me at San Francisco. You know, I want to bring them over, um, you know, so their fans can experience Les Murakami Stadium. Uh, HPU, Dane's such a good dude uh, to bring those guys over. The Hilo boys, they're coming over here. Um, and on a Tuesday night, you know, it, it just it gives you that vibe where our guys got to be ready to play, you know, and don't think that just because they're Division Two that they're not mm-hmm. capable of beating us or any other Division Two team. Hey, I love it so much. We're actually traveling to Hilo. You know, we're going on the road to play a Division Two school, which is probably, I mean, I, I don't know, there might be five schools that do that entire year. But I want to go to Wong Stadium. Yeah. I want to bring the rainbows to Hilo. We're going to sell that place out. Hey, we are Hawaii's team, not Oahu's team, you know, and I want to bring that vibe to this place. I got got like goose goose pimples, (laughs) chicken skin, whatever you want to call it. It's like, I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. And yeah, like you said, baseball's a bit different, Mm -hmm. you know, on any given day with any lineup with a great pitching performance. All it takes is, uh, is one game and all of a sudden you can kind of put a shock into oh, yeah. anybody. So I'm glad that you give those opportunities to those schools. Uh, you you bring up Stone Meow's yeah. walk-off home run to finish off last year and you know kind of send your guys into the offseason with some momentum. Mm-hmm. As you guys are entering, uh, who amongst the returners, uh, <coughs> I know you mentioned your pitching staff, who amongst the returners for the position players uh, have you been most uh, impressed with in the early early going before we start the season, I guess? Well, you know, I love Dallas Duarte. Mm-hmm. You know, Dallas J. Duarte. Oh, yeah, Dallas J. <laughs> the only person whose name is like that in the world, most yeah. likely, you know. <laughs> and uh, he, he just brings so much you know, to our team. It's a sixth-year guy, right? We're seeing a lot more of that because of COVID and a redshirt and an injury. It's no you know, ninth-year tight end like yeah, that Miami. <laughs> he's just got his man strength now, you know, and he's he's a field general behind the plate. He doesn't strike out, you know. He doesn't walk a lot either, you know, but uh, he gives you that tough at bat. Uh, he's a grinder, uh, great leadership. I think Kyson Donahue coming back mm. is a, um, an all-conference guy. Stone coming back. Uh, Jordan Donahue you know, who's uh, really put up good numbers, you know, over the, the last couple of years. Uh, Sean Rimmer's back as a power guy. Ben Ziegler-Namoa was an MVP for the lacrosse loggers this summer, uh, has a chance to really kind of step things up from an offensive side of things. I'm excited about Matt Miura, you know, a Marion uh, local boy. Um, and then some of the newcomers, you know, Elijah Ikes, you know, stands out. He's Hawaii State Player of the Year, drafted by the Rangers. Uh, decided, you know, like Chris Bryant and Brian <laughs> Mattis uh, and Dansby Swanson, the list goes on and on and on of kids that turn down the pros out of high school. Smartest thing you can do, right, unless you get life-changing money. So Elijah and his family were great. He's here. Uh, I, I'm excited about him. I'm excited about Itsuki Takemoto, one of the top ten players in Japan, uh, who decided to forego the NPB, wants to be get into the MLB, uh, as soon as possible. So he's a two-way guy for us. I think you're going <laughs> to see him uh, on the mound. Harrison Bodendorf's a freshman All-American coming back. Randy Abshire, another 60 year guy uh, who had a great year last year. So the pieces, you know, are are all there. And we're, we're just a lot deeper. Um, and I'm excited. 
I'm glad you bring up Ikez as well because we got an opportunity here at HSRN to see him during the state tournament last year. And Mm -hmm. what an impressive young man he is, both defensively at the plate and just the way that he carries himself Mm -hmm. as well. It it just, it's impressive. So I I was glad to see that he uh, followed through on his commitment to the Bows as well. So should be an exciting year for you guys. I just wanted to give you a a chance to talk about a a few guys because, like you said before, it should be an exciting year. And because of that, you guys have put together quite the schedule to open things up. Yeah, let's go for it. I mean, you know, we can. You know, play some <laughs> weaker teams, but that's no fun. Yeah. And, and you know what, too? The fans of Hawaii, this passionate baseball community, they deserve to walk into the less, hear that music bumping, right, and smell, right, that chicken, you know, that yeah. barbecued chicken. And uh, <clears throat> When you talk about playing these better teams, they want to go thinking, right. like, man, I'm going to see a future, like, yeah. major leaguer. Pro players yeah. are here. I get to see an SEC team for four games. I get to see an ACC team. Both of those teams have been at the top of the food chain. Uh, I get to see Rice, San Diego State. Next year, Wichita State, UW. So, and then Vanderbilt's coming. So, Hmm. you know, for the next few years, all of these teams are coming in. So, families, uh, baseball fans, you know, they get to come and see the best. And that's kind of fun. All right, we have less than a minute left. Season ah, starts. Speed round. I know. Season Go. starts. Uh, well, the alumni game is on February 4th, and the first game against Ole Miss is on Friday, February 16th. Mm-hmm. It's about 20 seconds, Rich. Last things to say to the fans. Oh, man. It's just that I'm so grateful, you know, and so I'm hum- humbled, you know, to see the fans up there. You know, we see the more veteran, experienced fans up there, you know, that have been coming to less for years. I see the little cakey just hanging over the rails, uh, asking for autographs, and uh, they're so knowledgeable. They stay to the end, and they love their Rainbow Warriors. So I'm just very grateful and humbled and honored, and so are our boys. All right, we got to go. For everyone, mahalo for listening. Bye!